let's fight back Let's hold hands, let's make a stand But better yet, let's make them sure that we will give As good as we get Hello and welcome to the Pataliba Sports Podcast uh, with myself and Josh Tobin. Obviously we've had a couple of weeks off uh, due to a sad passing in the local area. Uh, Darren Williams, who was a stalwart for uh, the Stars, um, he started off at Taibach uh, playing youth, then moved on to the Stars and held the record as and still does as captain for nine times in a row. What a player, could have gone further, could have gone a lot further actually and uh, decided to stay with the Stars and was a driving force for the club for many years, winning leagues, promotions and capping them in the Silver Ball final. I'll go out and far and say that he was the best uh, player to wear the Stars jersey. Um, all my respects and love and prayers go to uh, his mother Maureen, his wife Nicola and his uh, children Ben, Cam and Hannah, also his brother Dean and close friends and family. It was great uh, last week, it just showed what Patalbert is all about uh, with his funeral. It was a great send-off with many people from different clubs, different football clubs, different rugby clubs and just from the community coming up to pay their respects for him and it just showed what uh, a man he was. Uh, it's quite uh, poignant that we have um, Remy Whitlock on as a guest this week who was his next door neighbour for many years so Remy have you got any uh, words to say about Darren? The class Darren's done all of my life uh, obviously a cousin of Cam myself who's his father and yeah the family landed everyone come together and paid respects how popular the guy was but yeah it is hard to take like you said always be meant good dad and uh, just the family doing well now just getting on with it yeah, absolutely. It's going to be any support you want from uh, the Patolba Sports Podcast, just let us know. I know Cam, trying to get Cam a pint would be a nightmare because he literally swallowed in three seconds. So <laughs> I think there'd be one or two and then I'd be looking at my wallet and thinking, jeez, I didn't not offer him a pint. But um, we'll hopefully have a, a Darren Williams special in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure we will. Um, but now that's like, I think someone like Darren would want us to have a a cracking podcast and I think we've got a cracking podcast coming up with two of Patalbert's finest footballers some say the best left foot in the cl- in, in the town Mr Remy Whitlock and then some say the best goalkeeper in the town uh, but there's a bit of a duel going on because there's another goalkeeper in there as well and, uh, we're going to have an hour of discussion who's the best goalkeeper between Josh and uh, our other guest from Avon United Mr Rory Creesh welcome Rory welcome thank you all thank you for having us on looking forward to obviously speaking to you all today let's go so Joshua First off, how's your week been? And um, you can get us into the beer of the week and uh, we'll get going, huh? Get going, lovely. Cheers forward. All right, lads, welcome. Talk. Uh, how are we? Yeah, it's been a, been a nice little two-week break. I've been, been down in Gloucester. Been flapped out, mate. On a work course. You know, I'm, I'm sure all our listeners are actually landed up on that. But, um, <laughs> Riveting stuff. Yeah, all, all the important stuff, riveting. Everyone, uh, basically this podcast is more about getting my life out there, to be honest. And, uh, you know, and nothing to do with local sport. But there you are. No, it's been long two weeks, boys. Um, 
you know, lockdown looks like it's coming back. But as ever, we'll try to stay positive here and uh, and crack on with the good times. Right, be with the week this week. We've had a two-week break. But I think, you know, we like to stay topical on this show. Um, <laughs> so this week we're celebrating a, a special man's birthday, the big universe boss living down in Jamaica, Mr Chris Gale. So um, we're kicking off with a, a can of Red Stripe. So... Just a few facts about Red Stripe, really. 4%, 4.7%, so probably middle-year-old lager. Mm. Um, originally brewed in, in Jamaica. 2012 was bought out by American Brewery Company. They and, sold uh, our souls. They sold their sold souls. Out. Sell out. Mate, everyone's got a price. Right? Mm. But you don't know the circumstances for it. Right? <laughs> so uh, brewery was taken away to uh, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, actually home of, uh, of the Little Rock. Anybody uh, is interested in that? What, Dwayne uh, the Rock or? Not Dwayne the Rock Johnson, no, uh, the Little Rock, so who would that be? I don't know, who's the Little Rock? I can guess it's a place for in all honesty. But anyway, I'll move on. 2015, Heineken USA, the big boys came in and bought them back and moved the brewing back to Jamaica, where it belonged. <laughs> so that's where it's brewed from, boys. So uh, There's always a good ending to a story. There's always a good ending to a story. You always end on a positive. Currently on offer in Morrison's, 24 dumpy cans for 15 quid. Bargain. Uh, Bargain. Crack is open. Uh, cheers, boys. I've got a code. Cheers, a Tobin code for, for the cans. Yeah, if, uh, if you go on morrison.com and type in Tob, T-O-B, 10%. <laughs> there's a 10% discount in the Lovely. I feel old in this can in a bit of dim light, and I feel like I'm back in Jimmy's. So, you know, like, here we go. To the red To Jimmy's. To Jimmy's. What a place to be. What a place. <clears throat> Oh. oh, it tastes like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh. T- <laughs> that's what dreams are made of. That's, that's, the taste oh. of that's the taste of life, for this. Oh. Drink it in. Right, let's kick it off. How's, uh, how's it been? How's the last few months been for you, boys? That's been really good, to be honest. Um, numbers have been excellent. The boys are itching and raring to go. But I don't know. It's trying to remain positive, like I say, with everything going on in the world. But what. Um, what we got going at the moment, I come fault it. You know, we got twenty six boys on board at the moment playing minimum eighteen every week. Two coaches are desperate to be here. Uh, I got to give it to Remy; he's been fantastic. He's been a, he's the brainchild, the founder of all this. And uh, no, it's really good, honestly. It's uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. So long may continue, like. Yeah. I said, boys, obviously looking at uh, Twitter when all this started, Twitter account <laughs> came. Um, you know, the the transfers were landing thick and fast, and uh, <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks from. Under 12s to under 16s, to be honest. Like the yellow bands, guys, what news? Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it, it, it was horrible, I'm not going to lie. You, my you nightmares were coming back to bite me, and then obviously got the Clough and Taylor of South Wales back the album, <laughs> <and> so <laughs> let the good times roll. Like, But uh, no, moving on with that, boys, it's just um, me and Ford talked about this before, and um, it's obviously a great idea. But uh, you know, we'd just like to know, boys, where you know, where did it start from? Where did it come about? And um, it came from me, to be honest. Is, uh, take on the George yeah, military. Like obviously, you die down from senior football. Obviously, metabolism slows down. <laughs> the weight starts to gain. We've all been there. Uh, yeah, uh, apart from his pair. <laughs> I don't know. I got a bit of that. I got a bit of trouble coming down. Daryl Carrigan taught to me the sign for the old boys. Oh, he had a baby on the way. I thought, Ooh, don't mention that. No, no, no. Don't mention no, no. that. No, no. There's a following you, a baby came and everything was bored on Saturdays. And I did sign for the old boys. And me, you know what I mean? I hate training the line. Always, oh, yeah. always, you mourn for it now. Always mourn for it. And I went training in uh, St. Joseph's Barn 
Oh, that's a throwback, right. a very good one. I know. Tommy O'Callaghan took it, and all the boys were there, and they're all for Eds of Fairness, some lovely bunch of boys. And I, I really enjoyed myself, and I came home from training that night, and I just thought to myself, them lot, yeah, fuck. <laughs> 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 Remy's first initial thought was yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I thought, you know, a bunch of mates like that who can get a team together and no disrespect to them, no, no football background as such. And then I looked at our own lives then and I think well, the only two people who were left playing was Matthew Bynan for Baglen, who didn't really care, to be honest with you. That's Matt. And Rory just finished and he was he was landed to retire, so he lost the love of the game himself. So I was just thinking if if they can do it with no disrespect, we can do it. So I said it was like January time, wasn't it? Mm. And I said, Boys, look, yeah. I got an epiphany. I won my own team. It's a bit good for you, Ryan. Right? Well, Ryan said it. For who listening, Rory's just got his finger out there and, and walked Remy through us. Yeah. Um, so, so, I think uh, a, a, quick, a quick toss that. Yeah. Yeah. Toast, toast to Epiphany. Toast to thank you, Ryan, Ryan Phillips. Ryan Phillips. Who's deep sea diving in a minute? If I read that on a sheet, there'd be having D's. Yeah, so it was one of them things of, you know, get my childhood back, because I loved my childhood, and it was all about sport, all about football, and we just lost it as we went older, like I said, I'd just become a father, and it was like, oh, it is, it's gone now, isn't it? but then this was the perfect opportunity to get all the boys back, and at the start, we had loads of like seven aside football teams, yeah. six aside, playing from Swansea, all things like that, that died off after three months. And that was kind of the attitude the boys thought. Yeah. I didn't, because I, I had a vision and I thought, no, I want, yeah. I want to do this. So it went off the cuff a bit, but I was still working. And then it came round again, like, boys, this has happened, that's happened. I made a badge and it became real, end, didn't it? Yeah. And then, like, say, all the boys from junior football, they're all back on board, like Carl Payne, like, you know, quit football years ago. And he's absolutely loving he's it. Loving it. Loving it. Um, well, the boys love him being there, don't they? Yeah. Oh, honestly, you see his smile, his face. You watch him, and he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. <laughs> he is. Runs ring, running so fit. The quality he's got is amazing. Like. I think on, on that point, bro, I think, you know, me and Forrest Fortness and the chat with man in the week about it now, and um, on Twitter, obviously, seeing the, you know, the boys who were signing in. You know, just as you said, you've said a few names there. So you've got Carl Bynum there, yeah. you know, Casey coming off. A lot of these boys, including yourselves, you know, both of you, played good standard Welsh League football for many years. You know, Casey who, who had some time professionally and then went to Australia, came back. And, you know, so, so my question at the time, before actually knowing anything about it really, was sort of that question as, as to why, like, why? because, you know, we're yeah. 29, 30, <laughs> you know, some people say probably that age, probably coming into your prime a bit. Mm. Um, especially you've always been at that standard, you probably still got a lot to give, you know, especially with the teams around you. And I was, you were looking at the leagues before this, you know, you got Trevelyan, Bangalore, Talbot, Lido, uh, Goitra, Ferry, a lot of clubs local, on all in the same league, I think, this year. Yeah. And this again, when we're doing great work with Magsy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you just look at those teams thinking, you know, you know, those boys named there could still do a job comfortably yeah. in that league. Mm. But it's just in, it's in touch upon. Is is it that sort of thing? Just 
you know, those years in your twenties, football, football, football priorities just change over the years. It depends what you want it because, yeah. like, you look at now, Damon playing for Trail, and he's on the well, he had the best season of his life for thirty years old, and it's just and he's going to kick on more, isn't he? and he's going to get better and better now. I've got to say, he's the fit as I've ever seen him as well. Yeah, it? but it's it's how much you want it, and how much you know <clears throat> you've got to commit to it. But like for the likes of myself, talking about myself, it's it just died down from the age of twenty five, I'd say, and. To, to the point of nothing. Like, I love ground hopping. No, I love going on the Welsh Leagues ground hopping, but whenever I'm there, I'm like, okay. I shouldn't be on a pitch, but, and it's like, oh, I'm in a mood, and, you know I mean? And it's like, it's like, I'm like, good men. Yeah. Who should team running on a two? Is that enough for him? Get the balls up, Vince! Get the balls up! I suppose the founder of the club, and he's like, get the balls up, Tony! We're losing the light, we're losing the light. What's going on, then? What's going on? And in fact, we can all run, no, there'll be no balls for running, is there? Yeah, Revy's Rebe, got the feeling back, you know, yeah. that nostalgia of playing with the yeah. boys, you can see, you know. Yeah, my club, my rules, but... Yeah, I met my back, my boy, I'm like, get a goal, like, you know, Vince yeah. is on, and he's hacked the other day, like, because he ran into me. I think um, we spoke about it um, in the cricket one. And it's, it's definitely admin for um, for Avon United. We said, and for Damon now, we've said he's the fittest he's been uh, for a long, long time. This lockdown could have a good spring for some players. And I it's, think it's, it's almost make, not make or break, but you go to one or two ways, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. Either, like some players, like you say, like, like Damon, for example, he'd probably look back at certain points in his career where he could have done a lot more. Like yeah. the way he is at the moment, you know, he's a goal machine. Self, most selfish player ever play with mind. Yeah. Tell you about himself, you know, he's a nightmare to play with. You know, That's a score, but he's uh, he, like some player, like you know, he's, he's, in, he's it probably it kills me to say it, but he is a really good footballer. Like. <laughs> he, he is a top top footballer, <laughs> day one. Um, well, like you've touched on Vince and uh, and Big Sean McCreesh, and Brian uh, Brian Clough and Peter Taylor of Petalbrook <laughs> or South Wales. Um, it, was it important for you two to get them back and coaching the, the afternoon oh, like that, the interest that, that was like in front of Remy would say I remember like my own mum was on board from day dot wasn't he mm. but I was saying like Vince in fairness you know he's, he's taken teams to to, like, to Welsh Premier League you know yeah. he's, he's, his name in Welsh League football as a player and a coach is uh, it's incredible so I don't know for him to come on board because I was saying to Remy he's coming on board he's coming on board and Remy's like oh, I don't think he will and then you know Big shout out to uh, uh, Vince's wife Mary. Thank you for letting me. Uh, <laughs> to Mary, 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 to Thankfully, we're playing up to the gas and we'll be home at the latest five o'clock every week, Mary, I promise, right? We'll get you later than that. But no, I'm going to see you just not to get him on board. you only got to look at there's certain players, I won't name them, but well, some of the boys who've not played for a couple of years or haven't got any football background. You only got to look at the session last night, and obviously, you like a seven versus nine and a half pitch. Now, you look at the difference of some of them boys, mm. and that's from repetitive, you know, doing the, the basics and doing the basics well, yeah. and then building up to like some of the boys never done shape in their life. All of a sudden, we're doing a seven versus nine, and all from Vince just leading in and you know, changing the dynamic. Yeah. And you, some of these boys, you look, they, they've gone from being not very good to I can see you playing for us now already in that short space, yeah, you know? Definitely. So, to get them on board, um, it's, it's, it's fantastic, like, you know. We say, like, um, we, I've had this discussion with a couple of people, me, me and Andrew Dacey say, especially uh, taking on the rugby point. When we started the Queen's out last year, we just done basics, and then 
As you build up, build up, you're working the shape. And then you see some of these players who couldn't pass five metres. Yeah. Are passing ten metres and touch rugby, just checking the ball. But it's just... It's, and I think that's satisfying as a player and a yeah. coach just to see players around you getting better. Um, obviously, the for me, when I was a kid, so I was about... Well, I was going to Vivian Park, basically. You're eight, you're nine. The Patova League was really competitive. You had, yeah. you had Don the Bomb and his flip-flops, the yeah. gaffer, the Don. The uh, they'd be playing in their Brazil tops. Yeah. It was massive. It was such a buzz around it. And for me, I felt it died a lot in the next couple of years. Oh, it's regressed, isn't it? Oh, massively. Yeah. And I think, to be fair to the old boys, they've done a great job again, the social media content oh, on there. It, it is brilliant. It is good. It is good. And he brought the rejuvenated thing to the Patrol League. Now, now Avon United, and I think there's another size, like the Morgan United have come in yeah. or something. Yeah, the Stags. The Stags are in there. Yeah. I think that's, it's going to be massive. And I can see Patrol League coming back out again uh, to be a strong league uh, and be a respected league again. Do you think that um, it can get back to the uh, standard it was when the baby when the, the, goal, goal, like the glory days? Now. Yeah, going, yeah. Going back Correct. like the old boys, like you said, like when they started, like we started, you know, a year after they started. So, like when they started first in our league, like you said, the, the Bayview, the Dunes, all that, not died out. It's not pub football no more. Yeah. If we look at all the teams in our league, they're, they're all clubs. Yeah. You know, you've got the Camarvans, the Porth Calls, the Braglands, Margans, Gwynvie. They come together now, like I said, like a group of mates, off the cuff, no backing at all, playing from their local pub, and you know, that's kind of how it should be, if you yeah, ask me. absolutely. So they started this off, and they've done well, and we are on the same level as them now, we've just got ourselves back, we're playing from a pub, we've got no backing, so you know, you've got to take rats off them in that case, yeah. because that's why it died down, because like, the Patrol League used to have three leagues, like... And what I find, sorry to jump in, like, what I find mad is like you saying about the call of the league. I think we're the only side now in Samfields that, yeah. that besides that are not in the Cymru leagues. Jesus. So we got one of the biggest catchment areas, one of the largest housing estates in all of Wales, um, and we're the only team based in Samfields. It's mad, you know. What do you think of it in our respect? It's, it's, it's nuts, you know. I guess you was maybe got If you didn't know, uh, Rory's uh, a solicitor, so if you're looking for a solicitor, just hit Rory and Prishap. He knows about all the hours in the States. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just, we'll, we'll put his number in the, uh, in the notes. He's going to say, yeah, Kevin and company. Yeah, we'll have some ads. DWRS and Tom. No, 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 no. They're regressing like a patrol. Yeah, they are. They're like, they're like, They've got, they like the last dance they've got now. It's time for the, it's time for the Lakers and time for LeBron to step up now. So I call B. So LeBron and McCree. LeBron and McCree. Lebron and McCree. And Kobe with Locke. So I got that out in the end. But we're not going to edit it because we just, that's what we are. That's what we are for. It's Friday. But um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you 100%. It's it's mad that they were the only side in uh, outside the Camry South. Um, and I totally agree with the pub um, thing. I remember the Sunday League was such a good thing. Down the Stars, the Stars again at a Sunday League site, and it used to be a massive buzz. I remember we took a bus once, Stars Sunday League. We had a cup court final against Porth Call, 
and Padio Carrigan had to be dragged onto the bus because he was going to kill a referee after the game. <laughs> <laughs> and our all just went dollar sent there. We were playing. Yeah. Tino was playing for the Stars. It was good. Leicester was playing. There were some good things. Tommy was there. You know, so Tommy, I remember the uh, all the boys had turned up. Ben Trott and Pedro Carrigan were centre backs. Mm. So they played on the Saturday. Got hammered. Tom O'Cargan tried to bring in two-touch football and everyone just turned around and went, Tom, I can't see you, let alone do two-touch. <laughs> so, so, like, stuff like Sunday League, you have a good buzz. So I'm hoping now that there's a, there's a massive buzz on social media and I think you'll have a good following. And I agree 100% that it's gone to a club uh, league. If you want to, like, and what are they getting out with those clubs? If you know what I mean, like, as, are they getting... Well, like, when you say what they want out of it, like, look at Gwynfi now, they've got to be in the league for three years. Before they, before they even tried to go to Lions League, they should have gone up last year. They're a brilliant football team, but then you, people better, yeah, but yeah. you just you just got you know stuff in place where you have to be in the league for three years to even come up. And then these boys are three years older then, don't yeah. we? Like we are doing that, or thirty years old. If we want to go to that level, you're knocking three years off us. Do you know what I mean? So I know, yeah, that's what we're locked down now. We don't start, yeah. then we've got to wait another year. You know? Yeah, that's that is a real concern there. <laughs> To be fair, that, lead, you know, that leads me on to the next part of in Dundee, especially off the back of, you know, Roy mentioned, you know, catchment area as big as Sandfields mm. in the Surrender area. <clears throat> I mean, like, now with that only, you know, the one club around there. Then my next point was sort of, like, the club started up now. As you said, you've got a lot of boys uh, training, committed, etc. Obviously, Corey's put a bit of halt to in terms of fixtures and stuff like that. But I think my next question was, in terms of aims for the club going forward now, Obviously, like Raymond, who you said at the start, it was more of a club, as you said. Once the boys had sort of finished with, not like the serious side of football, but you know, wanting to sort of play just for the enjoyment of it with the boys yeah. and stuff. Do you yeah. think with that potential, with a big squad, right, being yeah. the only club now in that catchment area, yeah. and looking a few years down the line, yeah. is this something you think, as a club, could that look like, you know, junior section? Oh, um, and, build, and building, you know, and building up that way. Not looking at the like, not jumping to conclusions, but the way this have progressed in such a short space of time, you do yeah. look at the future like that, and you do get a bit carried away. But the more you look, you always think yeah, it can happen. Because we're not comparing ourselves to Travelling one That's bit, them, yeah, but Travelling, this is how they started in, in the late eighties, like, and mm. they, look what they've done now, and it can go on like that, like. So I think yeah, on that point as well is. You know, we 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 want to you know play this league as long as we can, you know, and win as much as we can. But there is aspiration to try and take it further. You know, there's the amateur leagues and so on and so forth. Yeah. We'll probably be too old to get to where we wanted to go to. And we probably there's something we we've got ambitions and aspirations where we wouldn't say because it's a bit a bit of a pipe dream, you know. But you like Phil and Mark Robinson, but you know, this is it, you know. But uh, no, it is. I think the main thing for us saw is like you say, that not that catchment area, it's massive, you know, you've got we got like say, we, we believe we've got a lot of quality in the side, but the idea is is we wanna take from the quality in the area as well, you know. So when we are in three years' time, thirty whatever we are, you know, I'm only twenty two now at the moment, and I so <laughs> yeah, so no, when we are no getting a bit older and what's coming through next, you know, because you know, fair play, there's four teams in that league this year in the Camry in the Camry South. You've got Baglen who doing superb as well, you know, Tarter are on the resurgence from dropping out of that mm, league. Yeah. It, it is actually incredible to think like this is is it's a town, and you know the the culture of the town is sport and being competitive and it's 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 mad like you know the, the amount of quality that comes out of the time. You know, touching back on that point you said about the Bayview, you know you know Bayview produced you no know, like Jeffers, Daniel yeah. Thomas has gone all the way from playing Saturday League to being one you know, one of the best players in the Welsh Premier League, and that's just 
it's mad, you know, so where, where it can go, you know, where it starts off and at the end of the stages and where it grows to, who knows, but we've got a lot of ambitions, you know, on the, fit, on the pitch and, and off and then. Yeah. It's exciting as well, you know, it is exciting, you know. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that's come from the, the podcast we've done, is the amount of sport that is going on at the top. And I think when you live here, it's taken for granted and when you're stuck in the football side, yeah. you don't really sort of see, say, the rugby side of it, we don't see the cricket side of it, whatever. The three we've done take in different aspects of each sport, different opinions. Mm. There's a lot going on, isn't it? For, us, for such a small Lord. area, there's so much going on. As you said, the amount of teams we've named over the last three podcasts in terms of clubs-wise, who are functioning, junior sections, mm. you've said, you know, the lot. There's a hell of a lot going on. I think, you know, maybe that point you brought up, Rem, about the last three-year rule now, when yeah. you can't progress and, you know, you boys probably agreed. It's a bit of a nonsense rule in all fairness. But, you know, for argument's sake now, you know, not that it would happen, maybe, but say you start the season, right, and you start hammering everyone. Yeah. Every single week's absolute hammering. Surely there's got to be a bit of common sense prevails from well, that's what uh, we, a league. We done. I don't think when we won the game less than three goals last year, mm. it was all eights, no fives. Mm. The closest they came was a 3 0 or 4 1 I don't know. Mm. So I, I do think it's daft in that circumstance. Like, I guess I guess for you boys now, as you, as you said, like you know, majority of the boys same age growing up together now, you know, like in that sort of 29, 30 bracket, three years' yeah. time, 33. I guess at the minute then, it's, it's just a case of f- finding that sort of, Balance. you know, not a load of players, youngsters, mm. but get enough of the younger players, mm. say in their mid 20s, I mean, just to carry on that good work. Yeah. And once you I boys think, finish. You know, there's some, there's you know, quality in the squad. And you look at someone like, um, you know, Ollie Bowes. Ollie Bowes is what, three years younger than us? So he's, yeah. oh, he's probably about 26 now. Bowes is a year older than me, 26. So he's 26. He's like a Ferrari, isn't he? Yeah, he is the, you know, <laughs> Ferrari, don't put a Ferrari in the garage, dude. <laughs> 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 you know, him, you've got a like Kane Dev, um, what's Dev, 24? Devs, you know, yeah, 24. 24. So there is, you know, there's, and like some of the other boys who are, you know, coming through, you know, the, the, the age gap, you know, you only look at the, you know, the players who have been announced and who played a little bit here and there, you know, we are at that age. And you know, it, it you know, it probably does look as it got a, as it got a bit of a shelf life. But I think you know what we got coming through and the aspirations of trying to get different people from the area. Yes, you know, the outside is a problem, and for us, it's quite exciting to see what's what's next. Yeah, absolutely. And we are yeah. trying something big, but I don't want to say nothing yet. It's, uh, it, it will be it will be massive if we pull it off. Yeah, it would. It and would be, uh, would is that is that trying to get Nile Lewis a by round? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, long nose Nile. <laughs> long nose deep pockets. Mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking of uh, Nile, I've seen he's done a couple of sessions through on the sand dunes, and he has seen some videos of people spewing and uh, being on phones. He's a good bloke, old man. Class, man, class. So uh, when we started, it was like uh, like Vince was got uh, no, Division One, like and yeah. Come to South, come to South. So we did Division One, and Jesus Christ, and. Uh, you know, when all, obviously, you want to look back at Sean, you want Vince, you want to bring the old days back. And, like, I done Rodi with the Lido youth team, I know how good he is a coach, and I pestered him, look, you've got to do it, because we're not having these boys, like, mm. no, I'm not doing it, I'm playing, I'm not the coach, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, then, Nyla, uh, Vince and Sean did come on board. Yeah. So, when I give Nyla a job, and I've been a... Uh, Unfortunately, being the fitness coach. I'm still injured from it, anyway. In <laughs> six weeks, it's still not right, like, so nice one now. I remember um, when he was playing under 19s, and it was someone, it might have been you, Rose, said, He reminds me of Dimitar Berbatov. 
Why have you said it? Absolutely you lazy. Not lazy. Doesn't do nothing, but when he gets a foot on the ball, he's outstanding. No, no, what's the honest answer is he thinks he's doing it. It's not that he plays, he tries to play the game. What, same nose? Long sleeves. I remember when he played for Trevelyan once and uh, they were losing to one in the arms league trying to go up and Niall had an open goal. And he, he laugh when he when he if he listens to it. He tries to do a burbot off, like a straight flick into the goal, misses it. <laughs> Asa, I think they were like I think one all or two one down and they went on to lose the game and they're like, what the fuck are you doing now? <laughs> it sounds like Ram in now, right? But a, a lovely no, yeah. story we yeah. right? <laughs> We were up in Scotland in the 14s with the boys going Wales, yeah. right? So uh, I sat on the bench next to Doug Davis and Phil Robinson, right? And he was a second half or something. And there was only one nil at the time. Ball went over the top. It caught, um, got defended, right? And just, it just dropped to nine on the edge of the box. Trying to dip Davis just turned around and screamed, fuck me, anyone but him. <laughs> I think he did go on to it for 30 And water the bottles just went fucking flat. Yeah. What, what I will say, I think, out of probably him and Remy, I think the only guy I've seen more score more goals from a corner has got to be Niall, honestly. Yeah. You could, from a kid, like, you got legs, like, you're going to ask, like, Jay Loney. <laughs> Literally. You can pick a ball further than him and Remy both. But, ah, he's, uh, a, he's a funny old bloke, Niall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's um he is funny and uh Niall we do love you really mate. Um <laughs> So obviously I just wanna tap into it. As obviously we've already done um your coaching with the nineteens. Is there an aspiration to to coach at, at any level or coach having United or coach go and become no, coaches? I, I, I still coach at the moment firstly with um boys and wheels in the seventeen, so I still do that. Um, and this part I'm not going to see you seven but I'm going USW so we've taken it on further yeah, yeah great yeah. great um, thing with Steve Sams and all yeah, that yeah me so. and Sams are good mates yeah shout yeah, yeah. out Steve Sams but uh, no it's um, to be fair I enjoy that side of it because when you get it, you're getting footballers who oh, no, want to be there the hardest part of what I find with coach, especially on the 19 where we found is, you know, sometimes you know, we've all been on the 19 we've been on, been on the piss the night before yeah. and Sundays and so yeah, it's still dabbling coaching now. When we stop playing, it might be different. But at the moment, um, that's enough for us for me at the moment. Like, we might come back and do the duo, Rem, is it? Could come back and do the duo. No. <laughs> you two remind me of Mike Bassett and Dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, leave Dodgy. <laughs> we'll have to do We'll have to do a poll on that. Who's going to yeah, be Dodgy? Yeah, I got it. Bassett. <laughs> Talking of um, just uh, going on to, I've, it's been brilliant talk about having I did. Now we're going to talk all about. Um, I'm going to leave it with Josh. We're going to talk about junior football because Josh, uh, Josh is, knows a lot more than me. I watched him play football in the juniors, but uh, Josh had to. Uh, Josh had to keep uh, again soon. So I'm going to pass on to Josh. He got a couple of questions for uh, the junior football. While we're at it, now with having United, just as we're finishing off, we're just telling anyone who's listening, anyone. Can do it, and we can start their own team up. I, we've seen it first, and yeah. the boys have been struggling mentally. We've had boys crying to us, so happy that they've started yeah, something awesome. new. Yeah. So, anyone listening, it does help you a lot. Get all your mates together, anyone can do it, any abilities. 
just crack on and do it. Enjoy it. Let's just talk about toast. That's a toast. We can have a toast to that. That's class for Emmy boy. You've become very inspirational. You, you. I don't see it. Don't see it. Just so listeners, we're going to rent Remy out as a motivational speaker going forward through the lockdown. So if you're interested in how you for an hour, just get in contact with the pod. It's been He's pushing. Do you know? You know why he's become an inspirational speaker? Because he's going. He's running for the next first minister of Wales. The amount of abuse he's given. But all but we'll be in lockdown, not because of the cases, but because Dr- he's done Drake for dead and so much. We don't want to see him anymore. He's locked down your podcast for next week. I do apologize. Uh, Mark, you're uh, you're doing you're a smashing guy. It's all <laughs> Like we like to remind people, it's a it's a, a podcast of opinions. So <laughs> don't, there's talk. no. Uh, <laughs> we've got Rory, we've got Rory as a solicitor, and we've got a couple of more yeah. solicitors. Yeah, so you're uh, you're leave that one. His legs. Can't say anything else. Oh, this 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 pod's taking a turn, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew the red strike was a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where were we? Like Junior football. Oh. <laughs> Red stripe, like look at us. More nightmares for me, it says. Mm. Junior, we're going to junior football then. So, uh, right, boys, we obviously talked about um, Sean and Vince coming back, fortunately, boys. Um, you know, just before we come on this part, we just had a you know a quick reminisce about junior football back in the day. But um, obviously, going to the junior football, right? You know, that Lido team you boys played in. Um, you know, obviously our age group was, you know, against us and in our league at the time. Port Call used to have, decent, <laughs> if yeah. Port Call turned up, they were either decent or, oh, yeah. or they were shit. Yeah, it was one or the other, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I was just out of pack the four before this. I think, I don't know how many seasons I can count now where you go through a season, lose two games, and finish runners up every single season. I know. Like, I'm not going to do two. And the reason why our parents are next full of runners up medals is because that's the fucking team you played in. <laughs> in I think in, in 10 years of junior football, we beat you once in a final. And I can't even remember if you had a full team out or not. But in my head, you had the greatest side out and uh, it went on. But going back to those two, right, Sean and Vince, yeah. going through junior football, obviously the talent in our team right, was tremendous. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think you've seen professional football now. You can have the the world's best talent unless you've got someone to manoeuvre that talent in the right direction. It's, it's pointless. How important were them to going through that junior uh, the, through that junior section? How important were they to the success you had? I'll start that off because it's a personal thing for me because all my mates, all St. Joseph's boys, I was the only one non-Catholic, as you all know, you know? Oh. <laughs> and I've, I've come out of the blue now, Towen, Samfields, and I've come into this football team, none of them from my school, and I've grown up with these boys as mates from football, and that's from Sean and Vince. That's not from Angle, my schoolmates. I didn't have any schoolmates. After school, I'd be going straight out and meeting them mm. outside St. Joseph's, so or they'd be talking about school stories, I got nothing for them because I was on my own. <laughs> so, I owe Sean and Vince massively from, like I said, my childhood to that. By doing this, like I said, we've done it as a youth team in the 19s. And I, I know that it's just from that. Yeah, just and yeah, they've yeah. done this now for what was it, 12, 15 years with us. Yeah. 
So I, I got to take my hat off to them for that because if it weren't for them too, I don't know where I'd be now as in terms of playing wise or job wise even because they, they taught me the right things at the right times and yeah on that point I think like they they what what's key for me they both winners I know yeah. that sounds stupid where. They they're all about no like about the the quality of the group and inclusion are they massive on I like we had two sides you would every week you mix of teams and every week you would never whether someone was shit or someone was good we knew as boys you don't take a piss out of nobody right mm. when you're in it together as a team you say you fucking you do everything together you win together you lose together you go out together you go out with mates that what was instilled from us as kids is one you stick together two you winners. And like I said, that you probably that's probably transferable skills for life as well. No, yeah, like for, not just being a winner, but doing your best, um, pushing yourself, doing what you can, and you know asking questions of yourself as well. No, if you if you played shit, you would know even at a young kid where you can improve. There would always be a positive way. They're saying right, you didn't do this well, but you didn't know he was almost man management. You know, and you knew certain players could have bollockings and certain players couldn't. But that's the thing that jumped out to me. It probably it probably a bit hard on me at times. My own man was coach, you know. And yeah. He, even tell you, I, I had it probably worse than most. Nobody gets it worse than most, as I said. And uh, whereas some parents who see, like, when they pander the kids, I, I, I get hammered, you know? I, I never hammered. forget the time I realised your father was your father. I didn't know for three years. <laughs> <laughs> I, a, I remember he shouted at him. It was in the aqueduct, and no, he didn't go with him. And he was oh, screaming to you after training. I thought, oh, my God, how's he speaking? And then he jumped in the car with him. And that's the first time I thought, oh, it's his father. <laughs> Toast to the old Aquadome. Yeah. The Aquadome. The Aquadome. The Aquadome. R.I.P. the Lily Pads. Yeah. yeah. Lily Pads. Amazing. Amazing. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. But on the back of that role with the two sides, as I remember playing that league, and as we just touched upon, it was more or less light up at all, but post-call, it was a mixed bag. Well, Trevelyan every now and then. Ross Trevelyan now and again would come, yeah. And yeah, Ross. Ross was D70. Ross could be a good footballer, Ross. But I remember when Lido had the two teams, and... I just remember playing that Lido second team, right? Mm. It was no in terms of the uh, ability, quality, right, and quality. It was nowhere near the first team, right? But I always remember turning up, and it was a fucking hard game, like, mm. yeah. because the, I think, and this goes on the old boys, and you know the amount of games we had over the, o- o- over the years. I think the biggest factor for me, right, was the mentality of both teams. On, right? you know, me and Remy spoke about this just before we came on. I think for us in Apatowa team, I'm trying to think of the boys we had at the time, right? And you know, you had your likes of um, Josh Warnacott, centre half with Lumu at the time, good, good players. players. Luke Edwards, yeah. a right back, good player at the time. You know, Cam Amford, Dan Morgan in, in, uh, in playing the centre midfield, right? I always thought as 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 probably I know I know he had a break with rugby and that, but as I used to hate it because he would score. And I knew, I mean, especially youth as well. We yeah, always wanted Azza to play for us. We always wanted Azza to play for us, and we tried, and we tried, to be honest, to slide that. We saw yeah. props to Azza because. He stuck by you. He stuck by you, and it. To Azza. Yeah, to Azza. Azza. We've got the armors coming out. Azza, you should have come with us. Uh, like, to be fair, I remember when we signed Azza. Um, for everyone who's, who's listening, Aaron Jones plays with the type arc now. But I remember we signed him and Lumu at the same time. Oh, another Gavin Bond. Gavin Bond. Gavin Bond. Because Margam were a good side, haven't And Zach. Zach Baker. Zach Baker. Mr. Baker. Hello. Mr. Baker. What's he doing, eh? But I remember last summer we signed him, right? And like they came in, and you had Lumu was a big boy at the back, who was decent in the air. But I remember Azza was the one who came. 
and he gave us our letter up front. I think we had Liam pulling up with up yeah. there with him, what a pace. But yeah. as, as it was played, to be, to be fair, unless you've played against Azo, played with him, there's probably a lot of boys who don't know how good a footballer Azo was. Azo was class. I think Azo could have gone on and played Welshly easily. Oh, easily. easily. Easy. Um, he had a wonderful easy. effort, but he was brilliant holding the ball up. I remember easy. probably in our, like going back on, on that, um, that mentality thing, right? It's easy to look back now as a kid, you know more about the, the world and what mentality is and stuff, right? But I just look back and I think the majority of them games, the finals league games, I think mean, we lost that before going on a pitch, right? I just about to ask you, no right. honest questions, or no putting a question back to yeah, you know. Yeah. You know, like I say about us with the, the winning mentality. Yeah, yeah. You know, as, as kids, did you feel that the opposite way or not? Did you feel that like, we, 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 we almost knew we were going to win? Even if we didn't win, yeah. I almost believed that we were going to lose, like, you know? So I talked to Ford earlier, right? There was two sides to play these boys. And which either way it went mm-hmm. was whether it was a good type game, we beat you, or mm-hmm. whatever, or we turn up your armour, right? And the two was, I always thought that if someone got stuck in early yeah. against you boys, we'd have a wake up And put it up a bit early, mm-hmm. I thought you boys. At a, a certain times, went fucking hell. As a, as a way, like a bit of an ego thing. Who the hell's this bloke who just yeah. went through yeah, in yeah. the first minute, right? Yeah. And I think the only times we might, you know, we, as I said, I think we only beat you once in our final, right? But I think in our game, I think that was probably one of the only times that we might, we, I think we turned up and did go, you went like, we're going to win this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was under 16s, like, and it was probably like, I've got a tit for this. <laughs> Losing every year, can we just do one? Like, right? Can we finish strong? Like? We've got to finish strong. Like, we let everyone just remember this last one, right? But no, I, do, I, I do think, you know, you can say the change as much as you want, can you? Or, you know, we, we can win this today, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I don't think in that change room anyone quite believed it, right? Mm. Like going through junior football, and probably until that last year. Um, whereas I think, even on like walking up, you boys had a bit of a, like, a swagger about him. We were saying earlier with Doyle in it. Yeah. yeah. So I always looked at Doyle, you know, like uh, Camden out, like he was big collar up, socks rolled down, <laughs> he was striding yeah, round. The smallest guy in the pitch with the biggest bollocks in the change room. Biggest bollocks, yeah, biggest yeah. heart. And, and, and he, he was the, the, the heartbeat of the team, didn't he? Yeah. Kind of same from, from five, you know, one of the biggest liars I've met in my life, I'll be honest with you, like, full of shit. But one of my best mates, like, day, day, but as a footballer, like, he hadn't played for how many years? Young play, he, he'd been on and off like a member of 16. He, he left us, didn't he? He went to Surveillance. Yeah, one year, he? One year he went, but he, he walked straight into Surveillance's first team at 16. He, he thought he was that good, you know? And like, yeah, and he probably played till about 2020. And, yeah. then he, and then he knocked on him. He's come back training, and you're only talking about that swagger, that, you know, the, the football brain, the nose, you know? Yeah. It's mm. there, you know? You, you know the, I remember when he played with Cardiff as a kid. Um, and uh, no, no, just no, 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 but even then, you know, he, he, I remember he'd be like, you know, he'd be kicking Aaron Ramsey up in the air just for a laugh, you know, just because he could, you know, so uh, what, 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 what a bring, and again, what, what a character again, no? But like, I think it's, it's, it's bang on, I think, you know, mentality is such a big thing, even at a young age, we were... Probably sort of unaware of it at certain points, right? But I think, I think most of the games we lost, we probably lost probably on the Thursday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday. You mm-hmm. turn up the ground, new boys are there, you know, and um, it, it not, you know, especially when you play as you said, when you got Doyle in the middle with the nose mm-hmm. getting stuck in, as you said, smallest player in the pitch by a country mile, mm-hmm. bigger set of bollocks, you know, and then you got players like Carl Rem, ah, like yeah. wonderful left foot, you got Casey up top, 
Something I know. I saw flashbacks across his head. Put it on him. It all fell. It's, it's all it was. Was right. We're just going to bomb Tobin for ninety minutes. He's going to drop one. <laughs> and that's how it is. But um, told me I know when I went to Welsh. I never ten years. Put it on the short fucker in goals. You drop one every game. Never mind. <laughs> Did you know, coaching on Ronnie? That's great, that's great, awesome. Well, problem was, at least you were just the short fucker. He was dropping on the fat fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I stretched out. Who's laughing at? You dare you, big boy. I'm still carrying the weight, but I stretched out. Yeah. It's fine. No, but, um, no, boys. Uh, uh, and I'm sort of just leading off this topic you know, junior football. Obviously, going back in, in the Avenue United, do you think our foundation, without obviously knowing, uh, growing up in that in our youth team, being so successful and having that close bond, and it's it's what we've talked about in the cricket and the rugby podcast. To be honest, you know, the boys in the cricket club are very close, right? Boys down there, Brown Quins, there's like a brother mentality down there as well, right? Mm. And then you move into Avenue United now. Mm. You know, what do I, you know, what I'd be right in saying that you, you boys now, that group, as you said, you grew up through school, be friends. That mentality is instilled in you boys now. Definitely. as a collective yeah definitely like I, I was saying with this new team as well like the best thing I did was join the scout I joined the scout like young from amateur league got promoted to division one in about four years I think it was yeah four years yeah four years and that was my winning and I was about 23 and 24 other than that then relegation battle after relegation battle and that's not what we used to like we always used to winning 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 and that was my senior football, just surviving basically. Other than Tata, you know, yeah. Tata folded unfortunately, and no, that that was my winning mentality with Tata. But mm. other than that, to just survive, and that's not us. Just a, mm. Yeah, just a jump in there. Like I say, the opposite of what you're saying. Now, it's no new goal. Like when I was younger, I was a bit of a club hopper back when I left the league. When I left at eighteen. Vince, dropped, Vince dropped me, didn't he? Ah, I'll tell you what, go to Vince. Not to Vince. Vince. At all. No, I'm gonna have Vince. Mary will be home at nine o'clock. <laughs> I promise. Right? Half past nine. It's ten o'clock. Yeah. 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 You know, like when, when Riley said, you know, when you when you go to, don't you know, I I'm a firm believer. If a change room is strong and everything, I think that's fifteen points in football before you start in the season. I think that will drag you through another five minutes at the end where you close and it's going to hold you two one or you get back in there. But alternatively, and he's right. Only playing in teams are struggling and there's no com- camaraderie and there's no bond and, and boys are going straight after the session and, and straight after the game. It, it it haven't got that same thing. I'm not gonna. I want. I want to. I want to die for you, like you know. I yeah. want to. And when you win, let's be honest. You when you play sport, you know you've grounded out and his boys missing. You've won a, a last minute winner or something, and you've all worked twice in the training session. It's the best feeling in the world. It's better than armoring someone. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. No yeah. pun intended. It's no. It's, it's just, if you say you've won from one nil down, you win two one last minute goal or something. Boys injured, red card or something. You're all. You know, winning it together, yeah. you can't you can't buy that feeling, like, you know? and especially you with rugby and cricket. It, you, when we sit and have a beer, it's like, oh, remember that game we won fifty points or one by ten? Like, it's no, it's like remember the game we're up against Kosh. We've yeah. we've come back, we've won our cricket. We they're only chasing hundred and twenty, and we bowl them out for hundred and fifteen stuff like that. Yeah, and you get it with it all. I get it with the Quins. Yeah. I got it with the Stars as well. To be fair, I got to give it to the Stars. I had it with the Stars. And it is, it's a massive, big thing with, um, the camaraderie is key. And that's what I'm loving, I, like I've said, me and Josh have both openly said the boys in our Avenue Night side could still do a job in the, in the Cymru South, all Welsh Prem. Yeah, I think a couple of do Cymru South. I think what I will say is the Welsh Prem, I think the, the standard has gone on tour. Yeah, the standard it, is a top. It's great, no. not see you, but I think you only got to look at, when you look at the boys who go up from, from Cymru South, 
they have uh, the eye that survive the skin of the teeth or, or they come back down yeah. very very rarely so you look you look at you know you only look at something like Barry Town or so Barry yeah. Town dropped out of the league you know become bankrupt now they're arguing a million pound club now 350 yeah. um, volunteers got the team they got is superb but it just shows another community buys into something yeah and that's what we're trying to get with you know what I mean like you know, you know we are the only side in Sanford besides you know, the, the one called the two, two giants effectively yeah um and I think you know where where we want to take it. We are we both dreamers. We yeah. terrible terrible dreamers. We bring you've got to be a dreamer. You've yeah, got yeah. I fire I, the bullets here and I yeah, get people on yeah. board. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think the school report. Man. <laughs> <laughs> both dreamers. Yeah, both dreamers. Yeah. I think uh, it could be it could work in a massive way because obviously the Welsh Premier League now is behind closed doors. Mm. If they really, and I I know the Cymru South are pushing the start. If the Cymru South goes behind closed doors. And having the United start, that could open up to everyone saying, Oh, I can't go and watch this. I can't go and watch Am United. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, yeah. no fear to go in Brooklyn Park, there's no fear mm. to go in West Nam now. And that's right, and it's a good uh, club feel because, you know, uh, what I love most about uh, club games, especially when you're playing with your mates, say you have a club social, say we go a night out, yeah. you're buzzing to get that game. Can't you, you want this style of social. It makes you win that game because otherwise social be it won't Shit. be as good. Yeah. So you want that social be good, and that's that's the difference between playing for a player you kind of know and playing yeah. for your mate traveling, because you're traveling like, the play or playing yeah. for the boys. Like, you know. Yeah. So, jump in, go on, uh, hang on, Jackson from Shiny Final Promotions, who's our partner, who just wants to jump in. He is <laughs> yeah. I just got to say something on that note about um, you know socials and that. But you have to get the game done, and then you could enjoy the socials. I played, I played with uh, Remy and Rory both at uh, Lido a few years ago, and we had a massive social. We were in the reserves teams, but the, you know, arguably better than the first team at the time. Oh, way better, way better. And um, to the point where some of the first team players, there were the local boys who were the first team, wanted to stay with the reserve players. You would. And we had a massive, um, you know, like a lot of sports clubs do, like uh, a fine system. So you turn, if you're late, it's bound. If you turn up without your towel or you flip flops, it's bound. It's bound. And our kit, he was going through the roof, and we, we played um, a team at the time, I can't run the boys, might correct me now, but it was either Garden Village or Morrison Rome, and we'd won the first seven games, I've conceded a goal, mm. and we topped the league, but they said, wherever the team was, either Garden Village or Morrison, uh, they'd also won all the games, but they conceded, which doesn't matter, I know. And we turned up, and somebody was like, turned up at five past twelve, sat at home, and straight away, the other 18 of us, 17 of us were, were saying, well, it's a pound, it's a pound. And Remy, I reckon, well, no, Remy, it was Remy who turned 18 that year, I remember, because we had uh, Newcastle Ending away. I remember yeah. Newcastle Ending. So, we get that, another one. At 17 years old, at 17 years old, Remy, bear in mind, again, we've got some Lido first team players, so I, I was 21 myself, a lot of, and much older heads, and Remy just said, right, fuck that, never mind the fines today, we get the fucking game done, and then we fucking it. And, Honestly, God, straight away, just by the, the kind of man who commands respect, straight away, the whole squad, our manager at the time, Ivor Bynum, everyone said, fucking good point. We went on to, and it was a fucking tough game. And I, I honestly believe if Remy hadn't nipped down in the bud, I reckon we would have lost that game. But it was like, right, concentrate now. But yeah, socials, isn't it? Socials. All about socials. One one more question uh, from me before I go for a wee, and I give it back to Josh. Right, um, well, I want to delve in. We've spoken about your old man being your coach now, and I've been in a similar position. Um, obviously, 
<clears throat> I'd say me and my old man are a bit of a two. We're going proper psychology this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go mega deep. Yeah, yeah I'm going deep for so a Friday. Give me, give me another uh, red stripe. Oh, yeah. We're uh, yeah, red stripes all around. Yeah, yeah four red stripes. Happy birthday, Chris Gill. I love one, Jack's gone. Um, <laughs> would you agree? <laughs> would you agree? I think my and my father's relationship was turbulent during our courtship. Would you agree it, it made your relationship much better when you were older because he went Def- for the best for him? Definitely. Um, I found on time that like, why are you picking on me, like, you know? Mm. Um, looking back, it's the best thing that happened. I yeah. would have to be uh, certain players. Why not? I'm not going to name him, but West End's manager. Mm. Um, I'll just say playing for Cullen, Kieran Cullen. He was going to lick his ass. And Cullen's one of the best boys ever now, isn't he? Amazing. Yeah. But I, I never wanted to be that person that had preferential treatment. I, never, yeah. I wanted it to be the other way around. But don't get me wrong, when you're having a season, especially knowing you're like in puberty, 13, 14, yeah. you're already an arse, you know, and all of a sudden you, you're a man's arm, renew for a mistake, I'm doing my best. But uh, looking back now, Best thing in ever happened to me, yes. you know? I 100% agree. You know? Me and my are probably the strongest we've ever been. He still yeah. can't drink, but... Uh, Shocking. We're probably, yeah, he's dreadful. Um, <laughs> but he's... It, it has, and he, when he told me one bit of caution advice with, with kids, like, don't get involved with the parents, because the ones with the parents will be pushy, the ones yeah. who are proper, just tunnel vision. Um, you you know when there's good parents, because they won't come, they'll come and speak to you, but they won't be harassing you. Do you coach with the... Have you ever with the old man? Um, so, yeah, so I have so no I have I have and that's there's the challenges with that but it's it's really rewarding no new no new both working towards something like and once you get older like you you appreciate you appreciate different yeah. things they do and everything like that and yeah. the, the stuff that nobody sees you know like just get getting on time getting the kitchen getting a ball getting yeah. and all that getting everything ready make sure everybody, you know the boys are feeling good but that's that's one if you ever get the opportunity I would tell you to do it because it is an amazing feeling when you like, a coach of boys with him. I mean, you do it, it's, it's class. Yeah, I won't. But, it, but there are times then when you think, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you, know? yeah. I try to say, like, I don't want to shoot yeah. you down there, but. I'm open to do a bit with him. He's coaching a pub first. That's the only team he's doing, so yeah. I'm open to do a bit with him. But, if you, if um, you get a chance, honestly, I would recommend because, it, again, when you get on top of a relationship, like, say, me and my own man, we like, have, you know, like, yeah. tight, tight, you know, so. And stuff like that's great. Honestly, it is good. It is good. Does he still buy the first round? Don't drink, man. My mother got him wrapped uh, rolls from there. He's oh living with me at the moment as well. So whenever you're going to go, Dad, I would like my house back as well. So <laughs> I, know, I know we're building a house, but like, you can get out now, you know. So to Shaw McCreesh. To, to the house you build him. Whatever. To the house you build him, Shaw McCreesh. <laughs> Spoken about uh, having United, and that was a great uh, top discussion. I think um, and junior football, which Josh has got over some of his uh, hoodoos that he needed to clear. Off my chest, like yeah, they're out, they're out to there now. Um, I think one of the, we can't uh, be on a podcast without talking about probably one of the biggest derbies in definitely one of the biggest derbies in Talbot, but in South Wales, um, light on Talbot. I remember playing Boxing Day and New Year's Day when they were in the Welsh Premier. Um, and then, for some reason, I, it's a sad state of affairs that they both kind of slumped away and, and went to Division 1. Um, and then, 
you two actually played uh, for Talbot in a derby. Probably the most anticipated uh, derby for a long time when they had the one in Division yeah. 1. I remember just, uh, just before Christmas. Just before Christmas. I remember we were playing rugby in Bryn Mawr and uh, we we seen the result. Um, so what's your experiences of Lydon Talbot? Does it do you think it has a real big feeling in the town? If I start off with like another nostalgic view of not being a kid watching Lido and Matalbert as a kid. I remember you know, I I remember him more from Matalbert than Lido. I remember having been on the banks, there was no stand at the time. Mm. And it was there was loads of, and I always remember you go to Boxing Day, you'd turn up in your Christmas clothes and you new trainers. Yeah. You would be to the rafters roof. Remember the leather jacket? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, no, that nostalgic feeling of going back. That's when I yeah. look, when I think of Lido Matalbert, I remember things like that Frankie um, a Frank um, smashing Phil Holmes breaking his nose. Yeah. I remember like things like, you know, like Sasha. Yeah. Sasha you know, people people look at Sasha because he's a moody get driver. You know, Sasha was eighteen to twenty one and I was yeah. amazing. Do you remember the two goals? My, my first oh, thing was Do you remember the two goals? Yeah. Then, like, two, one nil down, one two. Ah, my man scored a belter and Sasha scored a belter. Boxing day, the one nil down. Another time, Liam and Sasha was 17 years old each. That's the one, that's what we're talking about. And yeah. they come on, and you look at that, oh, I want to play for Lightning Mode, all that stuff. Yeah. And they come on, and remember Liam scored, he done a few kick ups from the edge of the centre circle yeah, and on his knee, volley the top corner. And then about five minutes later, Sasha scored well, both from a 17 years old. Yeah. Like. yeah, both from a club as well. No come yeah. through the ranks, yeah. you know, and that's why, you know, you talk about that winning mentality coming through, like as kids. We lived and breathed football. We would play football on the streets. You do yeah. it. I think that's one of the main things we're from with. You no know, participation is hard for kids now. Like, oh, it's so expensive. Another social economic of trying to get to play football. You can't play in the streets anymore. Yeah. Like, we used to look up as kids. I mean, I'd look at it and I'd go, fuck, I want that. Yeah. I want that. Not, yeah. not professional football. No, I want that. Not talk of the town. Yeah. Christmas Day or, or sorry, Boxing Day or New Year's Day. Everybody's there. I want that, you know, that, yeah. that that derby feeling of yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know, the the town is you know, either you know red or the town is blue, and I wanted that feeling, like you know. Yeah, um, talk. We've mentioned Phil Holmes, how hard, solid, how good is that? Good, good player to have uh, in front of the rows. Uh, yeah, as a well. keeper. To be honest, he was more the family, but he was almost into the coaching thing when I went into the end of it. Yeah, um, he was. It was him and um, him and Phil, uh, him and uh, Olives. Olives, sorry. Olives, yeah. Um, when they had that side, no, we were talking in the yeah. break where you had all like, like 17 of the 18 players on local boys. Yeah, um, we were actually involved in the way that Welsh Cup run, were we? Yeah, so they would that was the thing where they were really good at where those two guys tapped into the feeling of the town and what the boys wanted coming through. If you if how many were involved, so probably about six or seven of us would train the first team, and yeah, you were in all these guys, you know, you know, looking back now, I think, what was it, what was it on about? But yeah, at the time, we, we, it was amazing, you know. I remember we had about seven or eight buses going to both semi final and final, and Phil Holmes would claim he was the one who guided them to the final because he came yeah. on a, up front and he scored and it brushed his ass as he went into the <laughs> ball and all. So he'll always claim that he was the one who led us to the to Welsh Cup final. So in them days as well, you'd have the first team to train on the pitch and everyone else you reserves to train on the Astroturf. And then the call up, if, they, if they were short, they'd run round and they'd be like, oh, Ren, we need you over here. And you'd walk around there, you're six foot tall, like, you'd land it. Yeah. And you'd play with these guys. You, you know, you think they're fucking celebrities. <laughs> That's who you looked at them as. But yeah. now... You go and train a session just to make up the numbers. Mm. All these first teamers are playing with the youth and reserve team boys, 
and they know nonetheless that they don't know how big a call up is to the first team. Yeah. All that is totally died down. It's ruined football. I, I think on that point, I know we just talked about the participation. I think the hardest part is facing sport at the moment is participation. Not just you know, the, the, so, no, the, the, no, the economics of it. Like, for example, you pay a pound a week, you train twice for a pound a week. Now, you can't get, you know, if you want a full pitch, you talk about costing, a full pitch yeah. of 3G it might be 100 quid. Mm. You may have a training session on the game, it's £200. How can families pay that, you know? Kids yeah. don't play in the streets anymore, no? I think the other side of that, like, Ro is, um, obviously, we talked about the cost of training facilities and, you know, you get into it with subs, and then it, all that brings the training kit, doesn't it? Yes. And, and now, you know, a lot of people listening might think I'm wrong in, in saying this, but. I just remember being a kid when you got a new kit it was someone paid yeah. for it yeah right someone sponsored you yeah. yeah and basically the kit turned up first game of season yeah. you know as kids excited to see the new Amazing. kit and put it yeah. on right and now it, I'm only speaking from from teams I'm saying I'm saying this, this is the same across the board but there's a big emphasis on that uh, on kids now to have the right training kit yeah have the playing kit and you know even going as far as like the boots like yeah. You see some of the prices on the boots, right? Like when Messi's talks and yeah. Ronaldo's talks. And you look at all these players, right? And you know, the Adidas, Nikes, Pumas of these world now. But then you have a look at the prices on these boots. And mm. even if you go in for the bottom of the line, mm. you're asking like 40 quid plus. And, you yeah. know, for a for a nine-year-old, say, playing, yeah. and you, and as you said, Roy, yeah. it's climbing at the minute now, you know, especially with COVID, there's a lot of uncertainty around, mm. as you said, jobs, yeah. financial situation yeah. everywhere. By the time you add up a pair of 30 quid togs, right? And then you yeah. pay another 50 quid for training kit, another 50 quid for kit. I'll be honest, right? you say 30 quid boots now. Yeah, you, 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 that's being generous. Yeah. You'd be probably right? 90 quid now for kids, and they want the best, though, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a parent, so, you know, I, I can't come out. I'm not grown up too, man. I'm avarice with it, I'd be a parent. No, but like. I think even before you kick a ball, right? You mm. probably you're looking to be about two hundred and fifty at least down, and yeah. right? And, yeah. and then week yeah. in, week out, you're turning up and subs might be five, ten quid a week, right? Yeah. And you add up as forty quid a week, blah blah blah. Yeah. So you pay on a Saturday, right? I think across football and and rugby as well, cricket, yeah. any sport you're looking at, golf's a massive one. So many people price yeah. up the golf because how much it is. Yeah. I think when you see all these visions, right? These five-year, ten-year plans coming out from the uh, FAW or WIU or Cricket Wales, whatever. It's all well and good on paper, but I think the thing that's always missed is that accessibility to kids, yeah. accessibility to people in terms of of how it's played. And you know, in a perfect world, it'd be free to play, wouldn't it? All yeah. the kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, and I know it's not like that. And I think going back to that uh, Batalba Avonlade rivalry, I think it's been touched upon in, in, in the last parts around that importance of the senior players. Mm-hmm. And I think, as you, as you just said in football now, when you're coming through as a kid, you're looking at these blokes, and these, and these blokes now are, are what, you know, we oh, are, yeah, all got yeah. jobs, you got mortgages to pay, all that. Yeah. But you looked at them, forget about the boys on TV. I, I don't know. We, you know, we didn't have social media growing up. Thank God. I gotta be honest. Oh no, yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah. I think growing up, we had the best year, as you I said, Roy. You, you could stay out. You could go play football on any green you wanted in the street. Do what yeah. you wanted. Nothing yeah. on social media you had to follow, right? Was, mm-hmm. You know, Xbox and PlayStation. I think you know more people play football on a TV than they are in the which that's, is frightening. That is the most frightening. It's horrible. They're going back, and you know, we saw the Dale and Daisy the Quins. We spoke about the first part of the cricket. 
when you come in through and you, and you watch the first team on a Saturday with the people watching, wasn't it? they were superstars. Like yeah. looking and ask, and ask what he wanted, and yeah. you know, like all of a sudden, you know, we, we you know we've gone on to play our senior level, and, and you probably don't think of yourself as that when you're the senior player. Mm. When you play, and you you sort of feel like, oh, I'm here on a Saturday, I'm doing my bit. You forget what it was like to be a kid. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I I just think it highlights and and boys comment on it. Is, is always a massive emphasis on the junior section and boys coming through and all that, which is great. But how important is to have that, you know, that senior level of players for the yeah. kids to look at and be like, you know, take away the professional game, but have a look at it. That's what I, I want to be like. I, I just think even at a even a higher level, where you talk, no, I remember coming through as a kid. Um, I, I thought I was a bee's knees playing for Cardiff and they're looking short to do now playing for fucking Avenue United. So I didn't get anywhere like, but you know, I remember like people like Joe Ledley would turn up a training session in Cardiff and he'd pull some like Aaron Ramsey. Or even people you know, like mad and many people like Damon would be like be pulled and he wouldn't turn up for six weeks or something but you know the the input of like, you see in your where you could be and just uh, just a little word here and there it's massive it's massive but just touching back on our point my, my biggest worry for sport in the area is the cost for kids coming through I, I can't believe like you've got some what we call and I say it's in inverted commas academies of local clubs so if they're playing for the local side and it might be 30 quid a month to, to train and play <laughs> They got the training kit. Then they got to pay for this shirt. Then they got to pay for this. Then they want to play for an academy, for, and they're paying fifty quid a month for that as well. Yeah, as a parent, I think that's frightening. Like we probably learnt, I would say forty percent of my football I learned direct and playing on the streets with my mates, playing against oh, you like Craig Landons, yeah. Ben Garvey, Kwamis, three years older than us, kick you everywhere. Yeah, I, I remember like super stuff like my own. What's his name, Grand? And when we booted me once, no outside the panels, I wanted to cry as much as I wanted to cry. Badly, but I knew. No, don't show it, because it would. But I learned so much from you know, playing football all the time. Whereas a kid now, their mates are all online. Like now, I don't want to sound like an oldie and say this, but <clears throat> where where does society go? Look at it from a even from a jobs perspective. We're looking when when we try and employ people and work now, and you've got a demographic of some people coming through. They kind of look in your eye when they're talking. Yeah, to, it's mad, you know. Like, and it's how important sport is to many different and in, in all walks of life is. It's crazy what it gives gives you in terms of um, confidence. skills, confidence, interpersonal skills <laughs> to deal with what life can throw at you. No, no, lo- losing. How to deal with no dealing yeah, with a loss. How to deal with the win. Heartbreak. Um, what's, what's the one I'm looking for? I know when you win, bit of humbleness. Yeah, lords. You know, no, even stuff like where somebody comes in and smashes you, and you think you're amazing football, and somebody just wrecks you, and I don't know. You've got to pick yourself back up and go again. Stupid stuff. You know, I just think it, it's. I, I'm glad I come through when I did and I think everybody says that every single person looks over my ego was the best but I genuinely believe I feel we were the last I think we were the last of the generation that went out and enjoyed themselves in terms of yeah. like, go straight from school go meet up with the boys go Bobby don't knock in go have a chase play football whatever and we were the last generation of that but I would love for me now I just feel sorry for certain parents where money is tight and all of a sudden you've got to pay overlooking your overall £200 to buy the kids stuff 90 quid a month to play football yeah, yeah I find it, it, and statistically the best footballers of all come from working class backgrounds playing you know it's basically like South America the kids are coming through you've got nothing like but they, the street footballer coming through is the but best you, one but you in this country isn't it yeah 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 you, 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 you very rarely see them coming through from, from the yeah. from the other background so 
I don't know where I'm going with the tantrum of this, but no, I think, I'm quite passionate on that point, Kevin. Oh, oh, well, I think, <laughs> like to be fair, right? It's, it's, it's not a topic that we that we prepared to cover here, but I think it's it's a tremendous topic to cover. Mm. As you've gone there, right? In um, you, you take up the sports context now, and you look at society at the minute, right? And you talk through jobs and things. When you look at that younger generation, and you bang on, right? I think we were probably the last lot to come through that. You know, no social media. We caught it at the right time, yeah, anyway. No yeah. started going out and Facebook come along. And it, was it was just like, coming, yeah. Yeah, it just came in. It was like, it wasn't like, like peering on people's lives. No. You're just having a bit of a crack now. And you would go on for two minutes. You wouldn't go on your phone. You'd no. log in on your computer and go, right, let's have a bit of crack. Let's, yeah. let's, let's get on a piss with the boys. I'll have a yeah. bit now. But I think, uh, you know, you look now, and it's, it's just something I bang on about all the time, right? I think when you look at that younger generation now, or whether it's juniors coming through football or whatever, there's like a massive sense of like entitlement in that, which I think define like entitlement. So entitlement's probably the wrong word, yeah. but in terms of kids coming through, want everything done for them. Yeah. So yeah, I think the standard has been raised in terms of what they want now. Yeah, like so. I want, like I remember when we we were playing. So you know, we talk about boys clubs. Me and him, I would be played a home home international as England, Scotland, Northern Ireland played on um, Newcastle training on three G. When I I'd been playing on three G for a while, but I remember some of the boys like, oh my god, this three G is incredible. How we can do this and do that. Kids expect you now, you know. Like I'm not like I'm some some youngsters. I remember playing with Freddie on the grass, and he's like, oh, I'm not used to this playing three G because the touch is good, yeah. you know. And it's like. I find it mad, like what well, they that that is not the standard. That's what they want, you know. But that's what I mean. I think I saw coming through playing junior football. Even if you were just playing, I was enough for it. I was enough. Like it, it didn't matter yeah. whether it was on like a gravel track or no. I mean, if you played on a good pitch, it was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, this isn't this it? Is it was like, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. So the best academy football touching on that again. No, like you, you're probably correct me if I'm wrong. Well. It's my personal so opinion. So when you say academy, what? Like, is, I, I this remember, academy, this academy, academy is the biggest fucking money ball. Oh, it's a money ball, man. And it's, you play, they play on Sundays, so it's not really a, it's not really proper football. Yeah. Like, I could have went to academy was Avonaith. Yeah, absolutely. Avonaith was absolutely garbage. Or a pro club. Avonaith was absolutely garbage. Yeah, yeah. And you had all your experience with junior football, and like I said, you'd look at the first team, but now... You got the academy lot. There's like, yeah, you make it more in academies. You got more eyes, and it's not. There's a lot of shit. Yeah. What, what, what if you made, you've made it? In your head, you know yourself. As, yeah. a, as a, some people might laugh, as a seven-year-old, mm. I, I similar to Remy, I was in Trevelyan, so all my mates, uh, Rory's cousin Liam, my best mate, they all played for Lido, a fantastic Lido team. We turned up training, and because the Lido boys were used to play on not three G on AstroTurf, yeah, that was their training. We we trained the plough. But when we went to play in the AstroTurf once, all we turned up. That was. You know, playing on this on this level nowadays, like you say about academies, it's the standard. In fact, we we learn more on on pitches like you talk about Freddie, Freddie Nolan. Mm. Fucking Vivian Park was a fantastic pitch for us. Yeah, Vivian Park. Play, yeah. Corrigan, we used to play on yeah. Vivian Park, and then you spit, your treat would be playing Evans Bands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 such yeah. a great pitch. But that's uh, another con from Jackson Lucid, our partner from Shiny Vital. <laughs> so Shiny Vital, they're looking for unsigned talent and. Uh, just hit him up, uh, Jackson Lucid, Charlie Vinyl. Just, just to touch on the last thing we move on, I know we'll probably talk this if you're in the face. No, it's been I, brilliant. I, I do tell who touched the Fucking hell, I know it's important to me, it is. But the clubs that are, that are self-sufficient with the three Gs and with everything, they will be the ones that are around in the next 10, 15 years. The clubs that have fallen away, yeah. not naming any names in any areas, the clubs that have fallen away in terms of facilities, 
you will notice there's a particular drop off. The clubs have ended up with the three Gs, they're all playing well as Premier League. And why is that? Because it's a money spinner and it goes back to the football and it all goes and it ends up back in the first team. I think you know that I think that leads us on perfectly to one of our uh, our last topics for discussion before we move into the nitty gritty of uh, the greatest elevens and stuff, which I know the boys are very nervous about. <laughs> but um no, it's just a topic, right? I think we go back earlier in the pod where we talked about the, uh, the Welsh Premier um, and the teams involved there. And I think the state of play at the minute in South Wales, as we, as we said, we've got two teams really, and we've got Cardiff Met playing in there and Pennebon currently in Virginia. And Alfred West as well. And Alfred West of. Oh, and Barry, sorry, and Barry as well. And Barry. But I think the balance there in South Wales is, is, is top heavy, and you've got a massive gap. And we, we talked about how many teams we've got in South Wales at the minute. Mm. Um, sorry, mid South Wales. We, we call it that way um, and years gone by we talked about the rivalry Avon Lido but Talbot were always in that Premier League right? at the minute obviously there's a lack of representation from mid uh, mid South Wales now an abundance of reasons why that might uh, that may be but you know just pick new brains boys I mean do you think the reason why you know as you said you know currently in our Cymru um, South, 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 South right you've got you know, you've got Trevelyan, Batalbert, Lido, uh, Britain Ferry and Goitbro all in there, right? Yeah. So, one hand, I'm looking at that going, like, what the league for local derby. Amazing. Every I mean, Friday night derby yeah. has been amazing. I mean, once it gets up and, you know, up and running, and, you know, we all got to fit everything crossed to that sooner rather than later, you're going to have every other weekend it's going to be a big local derby, which yeah. I'm looking at as a positive going, well, do you know what? But, you know, Premier League can stay there, what the league to be involved in if you play it, right? Yeah. But in terms of reasons why, so, you know, picking your brains, boys, you know, is travel, travel, finances, boys' availability with massive away trips up to North Wales, or, and we've touched upon this, but like talent pool-wise, what reasons do you think are the big factors in, yeah. in the I, lack I, I of representation? I love Remy I love Welsh football. I like Welsh football, more English football. It's just, it's because it's so local to me and everyone else. But I look at it as you've got 16 teams in every single league going from Cymru South all the way to the bottom of the Alliance League, right? You've got the Welsh Prem, they've only got 12 teams. And of them 12 teams, two get relegated. Yeah. So you could be from South or North. So if, if two Norths in the relegation zone, the South can't get promoted, basically. So when you look in terms of that and you look at the Welsh, the Welsh Prem, you look how good TNS is, the Barnies, and everyone at the top are doing. And whenever you look at the bottom, they're always relegated by January. And yeah. it, it looks bad on the league. It looks bad 100%. on the club. It's embarrassing it's on the clubs. The bottom side has always gone early. Yeah. So, the other ones are not fighting. The bottom one is gone. With all these other leagues, and we've got 16 teams. You've got three relegated, three promoted. Apart from the company South, you've got one promoted. So you've got five Patalba teams there who are arguably... Britain Ferry signed well, travailing. They could have the, te- the they could have the games of their lives, the yeah. season of their lives, sorry, and not get promoted by goal difference because only one get promoted to like fragments like Swansea Uni. So for me, the Welsh Prem got to have sixteen teams in it. Yeah, it got it got to make the lower teams have more competitive enough to score. Hundred percent. So when you look at that table, the team at the bottom have got six points. They got fifteen. Do mm. you know what I mean? Is it don't look bad for the league that way. So I think it's very lazy on the FAW's point of view. And I think I'm lucky JD got involved because since they have, it's been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. The, the exposure now is great. Yeah. I think. But I think that Welsh Prem is desperate, desperate to have the twelve, uh, the 16 instead of 12. Because when you look at it that way, 
Why you look at so many North Wales teams that are doing so well? Every other game a South Wales team play, they're travelling four or five hours north. Yeah. yeah. So whereas a North, they're travelling half hour, hour, two hours. So in terms of that, it's an unfair advantage that there's so little South teams. So mm-hmm. fragments say now Barry will travel to Cardiff Met, vice versa. That's that's the shortest of the year. Other than that, yeah. they're doing four or five hour trips every yeah. away game. So Alfred West is uh Alfred West, yeah, Austria, yeah. Austria, you think as well? Like Barry play Cardiff Met, Boxing Day, Newsday. So you play them in the space of five days as well. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. the rest yeah. of you, you travel. Yeah. Yeah. And us, and you've you've hit the nail on the head with like one team is normally down January. Like the the Lido being in opposition, yeah. you've got Clechley being in opposition. Yeah. Clechley came and dominated our league. Yeah, they exactly. The team, I remember they, like what place Diamond is if they like you know under Ancelotti for AC Milan yeah. in two thousand seven or something. They played Diamond and they took the piss. Yeah, they go step up. That step up is incredible. I'm not, I'm not saying any players get any sort of financial package, but what I will say is some certain players could make the same money playing in the lower league and travel 30 minutes. Yeah, then travel four or five hours up the road for the same money. Now, clubs pay when they want to play. Of course, you yeah, hundred percent. I'm saying that's why I'm looking at the Cymru South. There are so many local teams. You're five mm. local teams there. You want to see one of them in the Prem, if not two. Then you can have one promoted. Yeah. And, no, that could be like fragments. You know, Halford West. They were the ones who got promoted. Britain Ferry had a great season. Mm. If a top three got promoted or had a little playoff, yeah. you would see a South team. That, yeah. that would be good. And that teams. gives it a better advantage then of the South Wales teams not travelling as much because they go ahead so far at their ass of the North Wales. Yeah. So do, that's do, the money th- do you think the some sides look at what you say? Another problem you're saying. Do you think some sides look at anything? To be honest, it would be a headache if you went up. Yeah, I, because well, I, I yeah. imagine I've, was, I've spoke to no the logistical costs that, yeah. of going up. I remember Lido going up, and it you know it was almost that that crucified him. The fact of the travel of back and forth and, and the exactly because cost. Sorry, North Wales seems up. Well, maybe you know, and then on that point as well, do you think the town is hamstrung by the fact that we've got so many teams in such a small area? You look at Ballet Town, there's no one round them. You look at Aberystwyth, no one round them. You look at New Aberystwyth's closest game is Newtown. Yeah. The side of Wales, you know. As well. are, are we hamstrung by the fact that we got such good quality in the area that rather than having one elite side and a load of feeder sides below, it's such a tribal thing with us. You no know, football in particular, or any sport. You know, we look at how many rugby teams in here. Yeah, sports cultural. No? Yeah, and to look at you know yourself and um, on about that, like the players up north. Well, I got promoted that year. Mm. How many players then? Scuzzies, Justin Williams, mm. a few others. I'm not travelling to Bangor on a fucking Friday night yeah. for a game where I can play reserve level mm. in my hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a case of ability or paying the arse of journey. It was like, these boys are shift workers. And you I can't go up on a Friday night. You, you, look, you look geographical as well. You know, like, so say now right, so you, the local boys don't want to play. North Wales, you can say, right, I'm going to pick from Manchester, I'm going to pick from Liverpool, I'm going to pick from um, Telford, I'm going to pick from Birmingham. So if people lay you down... You've got a ma- massive catchment area, whereas what yeah. you find with the world's prem is it's almost like a merry go round, right? Come on, and go down, right? I'm gonna go to Penabon, Penabon, go down, I'm gonna go yeah. to Barry, and, and they pass round on the same players, like you know. But I think, like, touching upon that, right? And we've touched upon this in the last couple of podcasts, with, you know, especially the Covid situation, wiping out you know, a lot of fixtures, a lot of revenue for clubs, right? You look at that, you just say, look at that league now, right? You've got Travail in there, Batal, but like you do, Britain Ferry, Goitra, all in the same league. And this again, we're in a few divisions lower. Good team, but, yeah. you know, they've got aspirations to get up there as well, right? As a, if you were sat on a club committee now, right, I would honestly not see the uh, the point or, oh, yeah. or the want 
to get promoted to totally. the yep. Premier, yeah. totally to spend money travelling back and forth. You can all sit there right, and be like, right, boy, we've got five local derbies this season here, big crowds, there's going to be revenue in the club. But what's happened? A thousand people at, say, £5 a ticket, right? So it's five grand. Yeah. Some, some, I'm not saying certain, but you have a certain budget, a certain clubs, that five grand has gone into games. It turns out so, by four, isn't it? So say, what's the point, over yeah? season. So what's the point in going up, you know? They, so, they've got to make it in a way where it's attractive to go up. Now, yeah, the restructure is done in terms of Cymru South, Cymru North. I remember reading a tweet from, from Lee John and Guy Jono, and I remember he saying that there will come a time where this league will go regional and go, they'll have a South League and North League, and there'll be playoff in yeah. between. Because the logistical cost, the South can't cope, they're like, you know? Yeah. But the, the North hasn't got the same, um, what's the word? There's no rugby in the North, is there? No. So well, we, you've we, got we, RPC, you know, but yeah, you've got one team up there, and then all, all of a sudden, you come down South, most most back guys when you go in, it's either rugby or football, rugby or football, up yeah. North, it's football. For the same title, the, F- the FAW had folded, they personally folded STM Sports. That's mad, isn't it? Because mad. of all this bullshit things they had to put in place around there's so many seats to stand, they had to have paths on the pit, and they were they were settling yeah. fine without all that shit. Yeah, so you think, what's it, what's, what is it? They single-handedly folded. Yeah. Yeah. STM Sports. Because of the, the, the stadium. But they probably didn't want to work for the no. cost. And let's not forget about the STM Sport. They, they had the same journey as Trevelyan, so... They started off the same as them. They worked their way up. They're doing very well. And then all this bullshit the FAW put in place about having so many seats in the stand when they were coping very fine without it. So, no. If, and if, you want if, these if teams to try and go to the Welsh Prem. It's not going to happen. If they won that final, which they got to, the Welsh Prem, they'd be in Europa League, is it? Yeah. Instead, they'd be yeah. in a matter of six months. It's, it's, all, from it's, all, it's all from above. So, you're wrong about there now, about um, John saying you can see in the future it being a split north and south, yeah. right? Yeah, and then a the playoff. It's almost yeah. like not the NBA or NFL, yeah. another conference yeah. and go back we into spoke, We spoke with this for the first time with the cricket, like the Premier League. It's, uh, the travel list is, is, is nowhere near as far, right? But obviously it's a longer day, so it yeah. is a little bit. And idea came across between our east and west playoff. Mm. So you take out the travelling, especially from down here, a lot of boys on shifts, blah, blah, blah. But what I would say to that, you know, we've covered this with the amount of local boy, uh, local clubs, they're looking in the same league. We're going to make more money over this by staying in this league. Yeah. Surely now, right, the question, the emphasis, I've got to go back on the FAW, right, mm. to be right as a governing body of, 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 of football nationally, You've got to come up with an idea or system for this league where wherever that club is in Wales, it's relevant and, you know, the point of going in there, you know, why not? Like, 100%. Credit where credit's do. They've, they've taken back and so they've taken Cymru South and the, yeah, they've also done like a, an East and West now for the South. So it used to be Division 2 and 3, then it went to 1 and 2 and now they've split it to regional East and West. So they, they're, they're obviously taking steps and they've probably got a plan to go further on. But but I I, I see we we talked about costs for you know just the junior section. I wouldn't want to be part of a committee that where there's pressure from fans and coaches to step on, and then you look at the the finances and logistics of doing it, and it's it's, it's impossible to work unless yeah. you're gonna unless you're willing to say well, are we gonna lose two hundred grand here? Yeah, and if we can't find there, we can't find the good. players, you know. I agree, hundred percent, and that's been the downfalls of some clubs around here. Um, it's been brilliant. This has been outstanding. Uh, I think we could talk for another couple of hours, but uh, we're going to go into the the tough task now for you two. The headaches. This was shit. So I didn't enjoy. Give us a one to eleven. Avalado, you've played with. Well, I I I feel a bit um, what's the word betrayed 
Because when I spoke to Remy, he said, I've done my side. Oh, yeah. I have. don't tell me. And then he came in and he said, I've picked two teams now. And I said, well, Levy, how can you pick fucking two teams? No, no, I, I sweated. No, I, I'm going to listen to him. I'm going oh, to tell you why I've picked my two. So, so no, no. <laughs> Basically, Remy, Rory's picked Remy and Remy haven't picked Rory. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, That's a controversy for this team. No, I can't. My, my team is on, on the table here, so I think... I, I only think I, I have to have a conversation. Formation or formation? Switch between a 4 3 3 and a 4 2 3 1, I think. Oh, it is, you know? I have, we, we haven't spoken about this once, oh, mate, right? So, so, whoever we were talking about, I said, don't say nothing until the pod. So, so I haven't a clue who this was. Goalkeeper. I've gone for, when I was a kid, I played in a guy called Leon Koska. You won't know him, but he was a, he was an amazing keeper. Um, I think he played with Blackburn, he was younger. Ed, uh, Valley Boy. Of Moville. Do you remember playing with him? Good penalties. Great penalties. <laughs> scoring him, not just saving him. Scoring him. He could kick with both left he was class. Um, centre, I'm going to avoid the full-backs. Centre-half was probably the hardest thing I've ever chosen in my life. So, Caleb's. Yeah. No Caleb's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. bad you know. Miami Carl, innit? No, I mean, I'm no, no. Yeah, Caleb's had to go in there. The hardest one was centre-half. You know, you're looking at people like... Um, from us as an Avon point of view, we've got Bynum, probably one of the most wasted talents in the town. If he had yeah. an ounce of sense, <laughs> an ounce, yeah. never mind like 20% or 50%, an ounce of sense, he could have played yeah. whatever he wanted. If he had like a little bit of anti hell in lucid spray. Anything, anything, you know, you got, you know, Bynum, you got Alice Garment, uh, Joseph Jones, you know. JJ, yeah, JJ's another one. JJ, you look probably the best ball playing centre half. Yeah. And the brain the kids got. Lewis Holmes. Yeah. Bag, I give a shout out to Bagley Lewis. Be able to sign Lewis Holmes. He's gone. Uh, when we played Malaysia, he left us in, in January, February to go play in Australia. And when we had our players play of the year in, in June, he still won play of the year. So he didn't play for five yeah. months and he still won play of the year. So that's the impact he had. But, but I actually went for a club legend, the club's most player of the year they ever had, my old manager, Paul Evans, because I shipped myself to him, so he didn't want to choose you the rest of them. Paul Evans, yeah. But Paul, Evo was, back when we were coming through, we were still pushing him between Lido and Talbot and grabbing as much coins he could. Still, so. <laughs> Evo was my... Rem, I love you loads, right? <laughs> you're in my Yeah, but I... Don't cross it up, Rem. No, no, but I, but I think one of the best players is Towns would do some... He, if he proper no, not playing himself if he had a better rub of the green it was probably living around Burma or something more clubs Kane Owen would have went further yeah Kane Owen is good, one of these yeah. silkiest football I've ever seen yeah. you know, he, he's, Agree. he's probably wasted a left back then but what a player so Kane goes in to left back my right back again one of the oldest a lot of people wouldn't know him but some of the boys who played long term myself and Remy is Ian Turner um, Ian yeah. Turner good player very very good player sit that has to be Corey Thomas he could do it all. Um, if he put his mind to it, because I remember he was playing, playing with Swans, him and Joe Allen were dropped down. Said, oh, can you drop a age group? Corey said, no, Joe Allen signed, played with Swans, he signed for Liverpool, signed for Stoke, and goes on. And Corey ends up playing less of the league. Like, <laughs> but, you know, he had a fantastic career, went and went to play in Australia now, but he was one of the best players the West Prem have had. Um, I'm going to pick a bit of nepotism here. My cousin Liam McCreese will go into second. Liam McCreese. Yeah, even though he dropped me and caused murders in the club with me and Remy years ago, we were glad we'd missed that with the pod. That's fantastic. Yeah, so Liam got him there. Um, I also then, if I go, so they're the two sitters of me. I've gone hoodie at right wing. 
Oh, do you, what a player! What, what a cricketer! What oh, a you player. just jump in there. Yeah. What a cricketer! Where have yeah. you heard that? My stick legend. Hoodie. I, I, like you say, everyone looks at the days of top legend, and he is, and rightfully so. You know, they, they love him over there. But Hoodie came through with us at Lido. Um, came straight through. What a player! Uh, what's he on the fourth hour video? Something. Sorry, everyone. We're just doing some media work in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is for uh, Shiny Vinyl Pro yeah, Show, sponsored yeah, yeah. by uh, Jackson Gallon. And uh, Kevin Lee Cook's listeners. Yeah, Kevin Lee Cook's listeners. Hoodie came through with us, like he does, one, one of the best players we played with, to be honest. Um, and then left wing was really, really difficult, I must say, because you got people like, um, you know, a lot of, like Luke Pirelli, from yes, one of the yeah. best wingers um, we've had. From Davin Luke? Uh, yeah, from Davin, spot on. You know, we even, and we talked about Sasha with the goal Sasha scored, you know. But I, I've gone with our Avi United club captain, Casey Thomas. Um, he's obviously made professional debut with Swans, scored a goal against FC20, and he's uh, done superb. Uh, with, with Damon in his a 10. With Damon in his a 10. Yeah. And then up front, then we've got Mark Jones. Oh. Both feet. Ed. Both feet. And I think the hardest ones I've got to lay I think this team will change in time. I think. You come back to me and ask me the same question in two years' time. You've got the likes of Jack Early coming through. You've yes. got the likes of Jamie yeah. Latham. Out, no, fantastic footballer. Brian Phillips? Ryan Phillips could be a, he probably yeah. a water boy. No, yeah. I'm not going to be a water boy. But I do think, you know, even people like, you know, like Gams has gone to yeah, fair. But I think, I think the, the one is the harshest one is probably either, either Lewis or, or Joseph Jones because they both yeah. really. So I think yeah. if you ask me this question in two years' time, it probably changed. But yeah. that's my. Um, Played with eleven. Played with good. Great choice. Great choice. Right, Ren. Right. So let's hear yours. When man. you asked this question, and you said it can either be from juniors or seniors, so that's what fucking picked my brain. Can't can't say that. We were born the same day. I've got right. to be fair. So. Payne, Payne, Payne. Sign the app. Payne, Payne. You were going there. I swear. So <laughs> I was very, very lucky it, to have two games. With Brian Thomas in. Oh, Brian well, Thomas! I was about to say when Roy was doing this. I forgot about Brian Thomas. I Brian played Thomas. Played. I remember being down later watching Brian Thomas. You want a goalkeeper? I miss Double Brian. I was very lucky. He came back. Yeah. And I, I played like off a bench, he was on a. I gotta say, I, I, I stand down now, so I was on a bench, a bench of bright. Top second, though, you picked off. You just fucking pick off. <laughs> and battery's only on 7% of the laptop, so <laughs> <laughs> get a charger. Right, so I'm going right back first, mm-hmm. and I'm going Cowb, Carl Lewis. Oh, player, great chance. Baller, great chance. Good as fuck. Good drinker. Yeah. Hard as hell. Hard as nails. Sam Manager. One centre half, it gotta be Miami Carl. Uh, Miami car, Miami car, Miami car. Sponsored by Kevin and Company. another one. Kevin Lane's Never actually got to play with Phil Holmes because when I was coming through it, it was in my nerves with the coach inside of it. Yeah. I know I was like a player coach when he scored. So my other centre half is going to be the one only at Matt Bynan. Oh, yes. So player. Watch out. What a player. What a player. Just a pure centre half, hard as nails. And without the question, the left back is Kane Owen. Gotta be. Kane, 100%. No, slick, like Rory said. Just it's mad, isn't it? You look mad that he hasn't the, made the, it. The boy who got so much ability. Isn't so I go, I go midfield. So, like you said, when you said about juniors and that, I know Carl didn't have much of a senior because he knocked on the head. You say no, he'd be worse friend for him. No, I know. Hang on. Carl Payne. Is it Carl Payne? Yeah. 
Ender vil de over World's Premier League. Og hvor får de kønnet og fri pound pound appearance fee? Ja, så har I godt kaldt en sentiment. Jeg kommer fra 433 So, if you haven't noticed, I'm a little bit, sound a little bit different today actually. Um, it's two days after we recorded the Avenue United podcast. But we had a little bit of a hiccup on Friday. I forgot my laptop charger and my uh, laptop died just as Revy picked his all-time eleven. So uh, I'm sitting on my own currently in the in the bar where we record the uh, podcast. Josh is unavailable for certain reasons, but we were me and Josh both thoroughly enjoyed Friday. We were taken aback by um, Remy and Rory and their vision for Avenue United. Um, there's a good club and with a strong future there. Uh, the visions were 
inspiring and inspired me and Josh. Um, and this is exactly what the podcast was about. It was trying to get exposure for people in the Talbot uh, and what they're trying to do in sport. Um, it's thankfully, in, in hindsight, thankfully we get the to do this sign off on the Sunday because I can congratulate a good friend of mine I've played rugby with him since he was we were six uh, Jack Phillips who's just completed an Ironman in Australia so that's another uh, boy from Batal but smashing the sports um, we're really really proud of him back here and I know he's involved with Avon United as well so now they have three people who've completed the Ironman uh, Jack's brother Ryan and Carl Payne so it's a real big achievement for all three of them and well done to Jack uh, especially for today. Um, thank you to uh, our track of the week this week, which is Sure Is Not Hell Through by the Kelly Line. So thank you for them. It's a decent track. Uh, get on to them. They're on Twitter and follow them. Um, if you've got anything to contact us with, it's our Instagram and Twitter polls are at pttspod or email us at pttspod at gmail.com. Um, just thank you, really. Uh, next guest in the next couple of weeks, we'll be looking at sport, uh, women's sport in the area, disability sport, junior sport. Um, so anything you want to do, give us a, a call, give us a, a tweet, give us an email. And also, we want your suggestions for Beer of the Week. So without them here, Remy and Rory, thank you. Josh, thank you. And thank you to our partner, Shiny Vinyl. Again, Mr. Darren Williams, a legend, friend, hero, and a top, top rugby player and a top, top guy. This one was uh, dedicated to you. Um, top man. For you, for the rest of your listeners, take care. See you next week. Ta-da.